listening to the IDP guys with Sean, John, and Nathan, the Wizards of Fantasy Football. Your go-to source for the individual defensive player strategy. And now, three guys who could only make an NFL team on Madden. Welcome back. This is the IDP guys, episode 25. And my name is Nathan, and I'm here with Johnny the Greek. What's going on, John? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, it'll be just the two of us this week as uh, Sean picked up a shift. And, you know, we're just kind of talking playoffs. So, um, you know, let's get into that. Uh, last week, we were we were 2-2, two and two, Johnny, in our picks. So I don't know if that's good or just mediocre but uh sounds about right for this year <laughs> two upsets in uh, uh what was it the uh kansas city going down to the titans and uh the rams going down to the falcons right did not see that coming but hey you know uh at least the falcons seem to play up to uh what the rams were doing but before we get into all of that, let's talk about uh, some news and notes around the uh, NFL. Uh, the first one uh, is uh, bringing up that Ryan Shazier uh, visited the uh, Pittsburgh practice, and it was his first one back uh, since his injury in uh, in December, where he suffered uh, the spinal spinal injury. And yeah, so it's good to see him up and moving around. That's that that yeah. looks good for the future. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's still in a wheelchair at this point, but um, they, there's been some talk, some rumors I heard that there could be a chance that he makes it back on the field next year. So uh, glad to hear it. That was a scary injury, and he was he was a great performer for IDP uh, while he was on the field there. Um, so it's always sad to see one of those guys go down. Um, and then the other one was uh, Monday night's game. Uh, not a foot, uh, not an NFL game, but a college uh, championship where Alabama in overtime uh, defeated Georgia, the Georgia Bulldogs. What do you think about that, John? That was a good game. We watched it. Uh, kind of a boring first half. Uh, second half, uh, the the freshman came in, the Hawaiian kid, started putting together mm-hmm. some scores. That was good. Um, when that dude missed the kick, uh, the Alabama guy, we thought that was that's probably a wrap. Mm-hmm. And then Georgia made a 50-yarder to start off OT. And uh, first play, uh, the, the freshman on Alabama goes back, gets sacked. It's like second and 26 or whatever. And we're, we're thinking it's going to end up being a field goal situation and it's going to be a long shot. The guy just choked. That, that, that's a wrap, right? Right. And he throws a dime for a touchdown. So yeah. uh, that, was, that was a pretty cool line day. Yeah, that was amazing. I remember like just being floored at that that throw, especially when most of that game was was rushing. You know, as far as uh, Sony Michelle getting uh, some some yardage, Nick Chubb getting uh, stuffed a lot, and then on the other side, I'm trying to think of Georgia's running back that was well, that was Georgia's. Oh, uh, Alabama's. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. It's um, God, what's that? Did Bo Scarborough or something? Oh yeah, like that? Bo yeah, Scarborough. Yeah. Uh, there weren't a lot of big plays. That's yeah. what was surprising. It was it was the first big play of the game. Yeah, and uh, in the what was it to tie up the game? Alabama's that. Oh, uh, Ridley. Yeah, Calvin Ridley coming yeah. through traffic, 
And uh, from what I was hearing on uh, ESPN was that wasn't uh, meant for that. That throw wasn't initially meant for him. It was for the guy that was in the back of the end zone and uh, that Calvin Ridley kind of just snuck through everyone and, and, and grabbed that. It looked amazing. That's for y- Yeah, sure. that's more believable because that was far too perfect a, a right. throw. Yeah, that that uh, the window that he had to throw that ball in was tighter than my asshole. And well, hey, yeah, your, your asshole is pretty loose. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. We thought it was an incredible throw. That makes more sense now, right, now that right. we know it wasn't meant for him. Yeah, but it was. It was still an amazing play. Yeah, it, I think that last quarter was uh, the most excitement in that whole game. Is you know, the first half was mainly just uh, field position. Right. So, but uh, with that, let's uh, let's talk about the wild card weekend. We've gotten through it. We're we're into the playoffs. Um, like I said at the beginning of the show, this is going to be kind of a shorter shorter episode. We just want something out, get you something out there for um, what happened during the playoffs and everything. And um, yeah, there's. I mean, obviously, there's no fantasy unless you're doing DFS. So yeah, not much. not a lot of that stuff's relevant. But it is good to still, you know, kind of look at the defensive stats and stuff, see what the trends are. It's it's honestly, it's not going to surprise anyone that listened to the show. It's a lot of the same names we've been saying all year. So, mm-hmm. but uh, it's good to look at. So you want to start off with uh, Jacksonville and Buffalo? Sure. Uh, Jacksonville, Buffalo. That was Jacksonville 10, Buffalo 3. Not a lot of offense going on here on either side. Uh, Shitload of punts. Pretty boring game. Uh, Blake Bortles had more yards rushing than throwing. Uh, He had 88 rush yards or something like that, which Mm -hmm. is pretty crazy. Um, But in the end, that's all it took. Jacksonville had the the one touchdown to beat the Bills. Um, Telvin Smith led the way for Jacksonville. Uh, nine solo tackles, two assists for 11 total. And for the Bills, it was Lorenzo Alexander with seven total, uh, excuse me, seven solo, three assists, one sack, two tackles for loss, and Preston Brown was right behind him. Uh, but yeah, it, it was just a field position battle, uh, a lot of mistakes on both sides, kind of a boring game. But um, Jacksonville got it done. So. Yeah, it was definitely a defensive struggle uh, yep. with two terrible offenses. Right. So... But uh, I, you know, I, I went through these games today, um, watched the con- condensed version to just get a feel for what was going on. Um, some of my takeaways was uh, um, the D line of Jacksonville where they were stuffing the run a lot and um, making it difficult for uh, Buffalo uh, LaShawn Lash- McCoy, McCoy yep. to get through and get any big plays in. Um, Calais Campbell and Malik Jackson were in the backfield very often um, and getting to um, Tyra Tyra Taylor. Yep. Uh, but, you know, it, it was kind of a back and forth thing because um, many times they were back there getting to, to Taylor, rushing him or uh, getting uh, the sack. And then there's other times where he had plenty of time in the pocket. Um, but the biggest um, play that uh clays campbell made was uh that the bills were were just kind of marching down the field and they get to basically uh the there was third and goal uh from the five yard line and campbell gets into the backfield as um as tyrod taylor's about you know it's a designed run for the quarterback to run it into into the uh, end zone and uh, Campbell trips him up just like at the last second. And then from there it, it all fucks up and uh, ends up 
between different penalties and things, pushing them way back. And I think that's where they ended up getting that uh, that one uh, field goal that they ended up getting. Yeah, yeah. Well, but both defenses played the exact same strategy because because the strength of both these teams is the run game. So they mm-hmm. both stuffed the run and then forced subpar quarterbacks to try and win the game, and they didn't do such a good job. So. Yeah, the uh, the one touchdown drive of the game, uh, Jacksonville mostly Fournette, and then uh, right at the end zone was uh, Bortles faked it and uh, threw to the back of the end zone for that touchdown. Yeah, and we'll see what happens this week. If you remember correctly, the first Jacksonville-Pittsburgh uh, game, Big Ben threw five picks. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Um, that was also, I believe, was that in Jacksonville? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a home and, game and that and that was months ago when it was warmer out. It's going to be an entirely different game this time around. It's going to be cold. Weather could be a factor. Um, Pittsburgh in the playoffs is a different team. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to have all their weapons back. Uh, AB should be good to go. Um, I, I don't think it's going to go quite the same way. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. So you want to let's talk Falcons and Rams, or do you want to talk more about uh, the? preview the game coming up with Jackson Pitt. Uh, we can, we, we'll do the previews after, after this. Okay. Um, all right. So the second one on Saturday was uh Falcons Rams. We all me, Sean, Nate yep. thought that the Rams were just going to continue their offensive excellence. They had scored over 30 points many times this year. I think yeah. it was, it was definitely in the double digits. Um, had a prolific offense. Gurley had been on fire the last four weeks. Uh, we just thought they were going to roll because I mean, the Falcons have been looking not great. They've been on a downward trend. The Rams have been on an upward trend. But the playoffs are, a, a, you know, a different beast. Yeah. And Matt Ryan's been there. He's played in nine or ten playoff games. And this was uh, Goff's first one. And it showed. It yeah. was, you know, Gurley's first game uh, in playoffs also. And it, it just it just showed. It took them about a quarter and a half to even get their offense moving. Which part of that was, I think, not playing week 17. Yeah, they sat all those guys, and it they they looked rusty. They they needed a little time to get back into it, and by the time they even got their offense moving, the Falcons had established a pretty good lead. Uh, ended up being twenty six thirteen Falcons. Um, the veteran team won the game. That's what it yeah. came down to. I think also uh, what helped them lose was uh, Farrow Cooper. Uh, he lost two oh, yeah. balls right. He uh, fucked up special teams right. Giving Falcons uh, great, short field. yeah, great field position both times. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that you know when I went back and looked at this, because um, I remember just thinking, oh, you know, it's the Rams should win. You know, the whole time I'm uh, watching the first time, but going back and watching, I start looking for the things, knowing that you know the Rams would ultimately lose. Um, and I, I think that Gurley and Goff still looked good, um, but the Falcons' defense definitely stepped up and made it difficult for them. There were some times where Goff looked a little, um, uh, like the the pocket was collapsing and he was trying to figure out what to do. But the biggest thing um, also was the field conditions. They were causing um, yeah a lot of slips, right? And um, but that's uh, yeah. Uh, and then golf had a great touchdown drive, uh, was very well executed. And then he had, uh, ended with a 20 yard toss into the end zone, um, that I, I thought was really good, but you know, it, it's, it's too little, too late, too little, too late. You right. know, they, uh, if Farrah Cooper hadn't lost those two, um, 
two balls, uh, I think both on punt returns. Uh, it could have been a different game. Yeah, well, you know? we subtract, what, seven, ten points right there? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a game at that point. Right, exactly. Um, and this is not going to surprise anyone, but defensively for the Falcons, it was uh, Deion Jones. Yep. Uh, seven solo, three assists, one tackle for loss, one pass defense. Uh, for the Rams, it was LaMarcus Joyner, ten solo tackles, one assist, um, which is strange because that kind of continued the trend, too, of um, Ogletree and Mark Barron kind of disappearing from the stat sheet. We didn't see them as the leaders on this defense the last like five or six weeks. I don't know what happened with them, but they've just gone off the radar. So we'll see what happens next year, but they're definitely moving a little bit down on my linebackers list. Yeah. I mean, Mark Barron, uh, he was eight, had eight tackles to assist this game, which, um, it's pretty good. Yeah. It was definitely was because of, uh, the running. Yep. I think in, um, when they're they're up against a opponent that does a lot of rushing and, and I mean the Falcons definitely do it with uh Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman who, you know, there were many times it was just over and over just pounding it through. And that's where these uh these guys like Mark Barron and, and Ogletree also had five five uh solo tackles. So um I think that's where they're doing the better amount of work. Um I can't remember last year how much um, Baron did? Didn't he switch from a? Yeah, he switched from safety to a linebacker. Yeah, so last year he was doing a lot more with um, dropping back and in, into coverage and being able to go up and make interceptions and stuff. And this year it seems like he's just it, there was it, it was very clogged uh, at the line of scrimmage, and I feel like that's the only time he's going to get his. Um, his tackles from what I saw in the game is when they're running and he can get there and get, get to the guy. Yeah. And, and they also, they have, um, John Johnson, the third to uh, young safety, uh, r- rookie safety starting for them that had a really good year too. I mean, they, they have a talented defense. That front line is great too with Aaron Donald and Brockers. Um, they got a good defense, um, but yeah. it just wasn't enough. Yeah. And the, um, the defensive backs for the Rams, they did allow a huge catch and run by Mohamed Sanu for, um, yeah, the Falcons. it was like 60, 70 yards. Yeah. That was that. the last yeah. touchdown drive. And right. it was just, it was perfectly executed, um, by the Falcons, but the Rams just weren't in a position to make a tackle, um, in that backfield. And he just just ran it right in. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I, I look at, if I was a Rams fan, I wouldn't, you know, this wouldn't be the worst thing oh, in the no. world. They got, they got experience out of it. They're just going to get better. They've got a young team across the board. They'll be back. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, compared to last year. Yeah. Uh, they made leaps and strides. Yeah, for sure. They, they're only going to be moving up. Right. Right. Definitely. So those were uh, the Saturday games. Yeah. Uh, Sunday games started with um, Chiefs Titans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was uh, that was a surprise. That was uh, Titans twenty two, Chiefs twenty one. Uh, Titans scored eighteen unanswered, I believe, or nineteen unanswered, something like that. Uh, uh, Chiefs didn't score in the second half. Let's put it right, that, right. Let's put yeah, it, that way. it was. Yeah. There were three three scores in the second half. All yeah, of the Titans, all Titans, including Mariota to Mariota, which yeah. was pretty crazy. Um, I, I had him in uh, 
FanDuel. That was really cool to see that on the stat sheet. Um, for the Titans, no surprise here. Kevin Biard led the way, uh, six solo tackles. For the Chiefs, uh, it was Reggie Raglan with five solo, four assists. And uh, just kind of throughout the year, we, I've, I've said this guy's name a few times, and he is a rookie. Um, so this, this is something you're going to want to look at for next year, uh, especially with Derek Johnson just being old. You know, he's 35. Uh, he's on his way out. Um, and Justin Houston is really b- boomer bust. If he doesn't get his sack, uh, he's not going to have a good game. So Reggie mm-hmm. Raglan might be a guy to look at. But then, you know, Eric Berry will be back next year, too. And he always gets a shitload of tackles. But, you know, we'll cover all that in the offseason. Yeah, for Uh-oh. sure. But, yeah, it was it was a good game. Titans came back. They, uh, they, was, they did work. Yeah, it was definitely a tale of two halves. Yeah. Uh, that first one, you had three scores from the Chiefs and just a field goal from the Titans and then you know come out of that halftime and just three unanswered touchdowns or th- I think it might is it touchdowns no it might be just scores I don't um, know it was some combination to get, yeah. get them to like 19 points or whatever it was yeah. right right but uh yeah it was it was a really good game like you said the uh the Mariota pass to Mariota uh, was off the hands of Darrell Rivas, um, which I didn't realize he he got picked back up after uh, leaving the the Jets. What was that this last summer? Yeah, and well, that, it's almost going to prison for life. Right. He, well, he's he's getting cleared. He's horrible now. I mean, that's, yeah. that's that's why. It, and there was that play where he gave up too. He he, uh, he could have stopped uh, Derrick Henry, but um, just gave up on the play. He, he's just he doesn't give a shit anymore. He's it's not Revis Island. So, right, right. So it's, just it's, getting it's that changed. paycheck. Yeah, Derrick Henry had a huge game. Do you, do you have the uh, stats on him? He had that, that crazy yeah. game. Um, let's see. Derrick Henry, twenty three attempts for one hundred and fifty six yards and a touchdown. Yeah, one going long for thirty five. Yeah, there you go. So that was he yeah. was. Did pretty well. He did uh, have a fumble, but that was recovered. Yeah, and uh, Kevin Biard was doing some talking this week, saying he wants to make Tom Brady look like Blake Bortles, <laughs> and I really hope that happens. But that would be but nice. uh, but I don't I don't think so. I no, mean, let's, let's be honest here. That's not happening. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was a good game, entertaining game. Chiefs continue to choke in the off in the uh, playoffs. Right, right, and it's uh, I don't know. I I didn't see it coming. I thought the uh, Chiefs had figured it out with uh, with um, the running back. Uh, yeah, with Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Hunt. But I mean, they they lost uh, Kelsey pretty much imme- it, immediately after his touchdown got concussed. Yeah, that was something I noticed too. Rewatching it, there was definitely a difference um, in the Chiefs' game plan. And actually, uh, Demarcus Robinson stepped up. After Kelsey went down and had a big touch, he had the last touchdown for um, right. for the Chiefs right before going to the half. Um, yeah, that's that's Alex Smith's security blanket, though. Without him there, it kind of just changed everything. Yeah, but, he was definitely looking, and there were a lot of drop passes. Yeah, I, I noticed on uh, this game, and um, it's too bad because I mean they would have given the Patriots a game, I think, and Tennessee won't. So. Well, I think the NFL would have wanted that game yeah. because they had uh, well, week one the where rematch, Kansas City yeah. came in. It, this would have been the rematch for that, and mm-hmm. I think um, you know the Patriots wanted that because you know that's kind of a blemish on their uh, yeah 
that was before that game. Everyone was talking uh, sixteen and zero for the Patriots this year, right? And uh, and that put a you know put that to bed stop. quickly. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. So so well, what can you do? You play who you got to play. True, true. And you never know. Stranger things have happened, but uh, I'd be willing to bet you know some of my internal organs that the Patriots will win. So. And that leaves what I think was uh, probably the best game of the weekend. Uh, Saints 31, uh, Carolina 26, and uh, I guess they're not pounding anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for the Saints, it was Von Bell, the uh, talented safety there. Seven solo, two assists, one sack, one tackle for loss. For Carolina, it was James Bradbury. Seven solo, one assist, one tackle for loss. Uh, Carolina stuffed the box and did a pretty good job limiting the uh, two-headed monster there of Ingram and uh, Kamara. But, uh, you know, Breeze threw him to victory, basically. Michael Thomas had a huge game. He had some great catches. Um, Saints defense stepped up. Carolina just didn't didn't have enough offense. Uh, Couldn't pull it out in the end. Yeah, it really came down to uh, the Saints were able to convert to touchdowns and the Panthers converted to field goals. Right, uh, and they, the they had a missed field goal, too, from Gano. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, Gano missed one. Uh, at the end of the half, or, yeah, at the end of the first half, uh, it was 21 Saints, 9 Panthers, and the Panthers just never really got back into position to make it a game. Uh, they were within five points, in the middle of the fourth quarter. Yeah, they had, they had a shot at the end if, um, yeah. if uh, what's-his-face there, Funches. Mm-hmm. He actually was in position to maybe catch that. But, but, I mean, when you're counting on practice squad guys to make game-winning 40-yard touchdown catches at the end of regulation, you're, you're not in great position. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Ted Ginn had a very nice... Very nice game, yeah. Yeah, he had a good uh, catch-and-run there right... I think that was the first, first touchdown first for touchdown Saints. Yeah, for right, Saints. right. Yep. Um, and that, you know, that looked beautiful. And then um, the, what was it? There was a, that was after. Uh, Tight end got one. Yeah, no, I'm looking at. Oh, uh, the Panthers got very close to uh, having a, a similar gain. Uh, Cam Newton threw it to uh, Clay. Um, Charles Clay on the on the Panth the, their tight end um and got a DPI off the uh the Saints um defense. Yeah. Pulled them in uh really close but then ended up having to settle for a field goal. That was that was basically the response to uh the Ted Ginn touchdown. Um so not much of a response, but yeah, right. it looked like it could have been exciting. Yeah. Um well, more of the same. I mean, Carolina they they've gotten to the Super Bowl. They they have talent, but uh, it's just I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know it. It was uh, a a good back and forth. That's for sure. Of some big plays, but you know, Breeze is just he was able to. Um, even with like there were a couple good Kamara runs and uh, Ingram runs, but um, Breeze was able to get to the end zone much. Much easier, it seemed, than and Cam Newton was getting frustrated. Yeah, well, it's once you already have a Super Bowl in your belt, your you know your legacy's set. Yeah, you don't have to worry about things. Breeze has been in the playoffs plenty of times. He knows what he's doing. So that that's why I give them the best shot of uh, probably playing the Patriots, giving them a game. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens though. And uh, don't forget about uh, Alvin Kamara after that touchdown, handing out right. Laffy Taffy. Yeah, that's right. Or was it Airheads or Laffy Taffy? It was something like oh, that. Oh, Airheads. Airheads. That's what it was. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, um, that's his favorite candy. That was funny. <laughs> that I, was I enjoyed funny. that. But yeah, it was good stuff. Um, so is that that was all of Wild yep. Card Weekend? Yeah, that right? was Wild Card Weekend. So let's talk about uh, this weekend coming up. We got uh, divisional uh, matchups. Yep. And uh, the first one is the Falcons at Philadelphia. Right. And Falcons, this is strange, but I mean, it makes sense since Nick Foles is in at Philly. Um, Falcons are favored. Uh, they're they're coming in minus three at Philadelphia um, as a six seed against the one. Uh, that's the first time I've seen that in a long time. But it's it's just because of the quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. That's that mm-hmm. that is what it is. Um, so I mean that's 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 not a halfway bad bet. But we do have a better one for you later. Um, yeah. What do you think? Uh, I mean, Falcons defense looked pretty good against the Rams. Yeah. If Philly had trouble scoring. They scored uh, 13 points against Oakland. Oh boy! At home on their Monday night, the last Monday night game they played, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're in trouble. Falcons should win this. Uh, it, as crazy as that is, I mean, it sets up nicely for them. Any other year, as a six seed playing a one seed at their place, you're usually fucked. Yeah. Um, but this year, things fell, you know, into order correctly for them. Right. I, they should win. They've got the experience. They mm-hmm. they they've got a hunger to make up for last year. Um, they've got a defense that can hold Philly, yep. and they've got an offense that can score on Philly. So I, I I'm I'm taking the Falcons. Yeah, definitely. I I think that the easy um, the easy pick is the Falcons because I don't trust Nick Foles. Right. Um, especially in such a high pressure game. Um, you know, it's it's winner go home and. Unless some trickery of like, um, oh, who's their head coach over there? Is that Coughlin? What Philly? Yeah, Philly. Oh, um, I actually don't even know. Yeah, well, whoever's you know in Nick Foles' ear over there, somehow being a quarterback whisper and getting some, you know, amazing. It, it's play. possible. It, it could I happen. Mean, they but. they do have talent. They could they could run. They could play defense. They could try and play it like that. Um, and they do have the weapons. Uh, Ertz will be playing, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they've got receivers. Uh, it's, it's, it's possible, especially with the home crowd, but I'm just not seeing it. Yeah. Know? And especially with, uh, I think the Falcons, um, can do a lot to stuff the run as far as, um, uh, you got a Jai over there. Blunt and Clement and Smallwood. Yeah. All I, that shit. It, I mean, they're not like, I mean, Ajayi had had a good uh, bust through the season where he had some, you know, some really good runs. He came out really good for them the his first game, but lately he's just not been so electric. And Blunt is hit or miss, hit also. or miss yep. as well. Like it's it's very difficult to be able to say like these guys are good. Like you could say for like a Devonte Freeman. Yeah. The, the Falcons can score either way and yeah. Philly can really only score one way. And that's, that's it. I mean, that, that's all you need to say. Yeah. Easy for the defensive coordinator for the Falcons. That's for sure. So True. I don't know. We'll see what happens though. You never know. Yeah. That's, that's why they play the games. Definitely. So, uh, Tennessee at New England. Yeah. Yeah. New England is a 13 and a half point favorite at home. Everyone's healthy and ready to go. Uh, you know, barring a small act of God, they're going to pound the Titans buttholes in, um, <laughs> which is unfortunate, but I, that just, it is what it is. You know, Brady's been in 30 something playoff games has five Super Bowls. Um, this is nothing for him. 
Yeah. And he's got, you know, weapons. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, everyone's healthy. Everyone's ready to go. Gronk, Cooks. Yeah. Uh, first uh, playoff game for Gronk in, in like two years, right? Yeah. So that would be something to see. I mean, he's been... Um, he's been a key piece of their offense this season as mm-hmm. far as, you know, you definitely see a dip in Brady's uh, numbers when Gronk is not on the field. So having him there, I mean, they should steamroll uh, Tennessee, but yep. now they'll steamroll them and do it with a dildo. I mean, yeah, up Mariota's butt. Right. This is not going to be pretty. Um, no. That's for sure. But you never know. Stranger things have happened. Maybe Brady blows an ACL in the first quarter and, and Brian Hoyer comes in not expecting to play. You never know. Yeah. So, that's, uh, but yeah, we're not holding out much hope. Nope. Although, I, I w- that's too big a spread, though. If you're going to bet, I wouldn't take this because, I mean, it, all's it, all's it takes is the Titans to score late in garbage time just to cover. So don't, right, right. don't, don't waste your money on this one. Yeah, totally. Uh, so moving on to Sunday. Yeah. So uh, we got Pittsburgh and Jacksonville, the rematch of that game earlier in the year yep. where Big Ben threw five picks and uh, their their offense looked horrible. Um, slightly different this time around. They're going to be in Pittsburgh. It should be cold. It could be snowing, mm-hmm. could be raining. Uh, it's it's going to suck. It's not going to be sunny Florida. Um, and this is, this is a, a Pittsburgh team that's had just had a week off. They're all healthy. Uh, Antonio Brown's back. They, they should be ready and raring, and they want a piece of the Patriots. They know if they yeah. take care of business here, they get a revenge shot at the Patriots on that game they should have won, you know, a few weeks back. So, mm-hmm. I, I think Pittsburgh wins. They are minus seven and a half at home. I don't know if they cover, but I, I think they'll win. Yeah, uh, I think so too. Uh, I don't know too much about the weather there, but it, I mean, if it gets cold snowy rainy all that stuff um it sounds like it's gonna be a defensive battle mm-hmm. um and i mean i do like lev bell in that situation um he is he can just about run through anything but uh saxonville will definitely be putting the hurting on uh pittsburgh as much as possible and but i don't think bortles will be able to do anything as far as um throwing the ball do you think Fournette could get through that defensive line? In, in, well, the, uh, Billy? The, the Bills just held him to 10 points in Jacksonville. That's yeah. that's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Right. So it, I think they just copy the Bills game plan, you know, stuff up the run, make Blurtles try and beat you, and that that's it. Live just with, have live enough with what offense happens. to get past them. Right, right. Yeah, I think it, I think it's a different outcome this time. But who knows? Uh, it could be interesting if, if Jacksonville does win. I'd... I don't think they could beat the Patriots, but I'd love to see them sack Brady about 10 times before yeah. the Super Bowl. That'd be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, and then uh, that leaves uh, what I'm looking forward to the most, uh, the Minnesota Saints game. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota's favored by four and a half at home against the Saints. This is like the greatest thing ever if you're a better. Um, the Saints are a dome team. Uh, Minnesota will be playing in a dome. Uh and Minnesota's got a great defense, but they don't have much of they don't really have an explosive offense. And the Saints are pretty well balanced on both sides and they can run or pass, so they can beat you both ways. Uh the, the Saints getting four and a half points here is just a great thing. I think they'd for sure cover and most likely win this game. Uh they didn't play Minnesota this year, but um 
I'm just I'm not seeing it. Minnesota won't have enough offense, but uh, I don't know. What do What do you think? Yeah, I it it really depends on um, how Case Keenum comes out, and I think that and how the uh, the Vikings play defense because I think Drew Brees can beat the Vikings D um, on a good day, but there's some times where they come out and they can really. Um, make it difficult for an opposing offense. Um, sure. They held the, the Rams to what? Seven points. Yeah. A few weeks back. That's, that's pretty goddamn impressive. Yeah, for sure. And, and the Rams have that, you know, they can throw it, they can run it uh double edged sword on their offense. So that's, that's the saints. You know, yep, yep. that's pretty o- much... only difference is This is not true. Breeze's first rodeo. So true. I, I think that gives them an edge too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that it'll be, I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, and I think that Minnesota is going to have to fire on all cylinders to be able to get past the Saints. Yeah, definitely. Uh, which is, that's interesting to say. We've got two um, uh, underdogs, f- underdogs yeah, that low, uh, lower seeds or whatever, lower yeah. seeds that should beat the, uh, the higher seeds in the NFC, uh, which is usually not the case. Right. Um, but Minnesota's been looking good, and I think uh, they really want it too. I think they're they're really looking to have that home field um, Super, Super Bowl, Bowl, yeah, which right. everyone keeps talking about. And and Case Keenum, I mean, he's been floating around the league for a uh, long time, long time, and mm-hmm. this is his best shot, I think, right, to right. Um, it, actually have yeah, the and glory. It, and, and I mean. He's not the greatest passer, but he does. He does. He has some tools there. He's got Diggs. He's got Thielen. Um, they got the, the the two running backs, McKinnon, Murray, play well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, he he can throw it if he has to. I think if they get behind, they're in trouble. But if they can stay close to him throughout the game, they can make a game of it for sure. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about uh, the defensive backs in Minnesota possibly being able to pick off Breeze? think that's gonna sure come out of this game sure I'm, I'm sure there'll be turnovers probably on both teams um yeah. but it, it's just i feel like breeze will be able to score enough to, to to get past what you know minnesota will be able to put up yeah yeah definitely i mean look at uh new orleans game against detroit that was combined for almost 100 100 points that right yeah you can definitely uh score for sure, mm-hmm. uh, even on some decent decent teams. Right. Uh, so, but with that, uh, why don't we take another look at our playoff bracket from last week? Yep. So we were two and two. Um, we got the uh, Tennessee Chiefs game wrong, and we got the what was the other one? Uh, the Rams uh, Atlanta game wrong. Yeah. So right now we're looking at Atlanta Philly, and I think we both agree Atlanta wins that one. Mm-hmm. So we'd have Atlanta play the winner of New Orleans, Minnesota. Um, I'm I'm going New Orleans. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely feeling New Orleans. So that gives us an all NFC South uh, NFC yeah. title game, which unfortunately, I, I I'm not. I, oh God, that would be worst case scenario for me um, because Atlanta is one and one. They've beaten the Saints this year one time. They lost one time. Both have been close, good games. Mm-hmm. Atlanta could certainly beat the Saints and go to the Super Bowl and then just get their assholes pounded in by the Patriots because that's what will happen. Yeah. They're, they're not as good as they were last year, mm-hmm. and they got beat last year. Right, right. So, and, Well, but you got to look at that one game they dropped to the Falcons. Um, 
they in that game they lost Kamara early. They right. Didn't, and, and they still almost won. Yeah, and they still almost won. Yeah. And they just couldn't, you know, kind of figure it out on the fly mm-hmm. with Breeze losing a major weapon, um, which basically made their run game this is weird to save, but one dimensional because it was just Ingram. Right. Which Ingram's a great running back, and yeah. most teams only have one good running back, but. Um, it takes away the the passing game and the and with the running back, yeah, which is yeah. a big part of their offense. So it, it really kind of messed with them, and they didn't have a plan for it. So they dropped that game, but then they came back two weeks later and just housed the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, they they pretty much controlled that game from start to finish. So so I don't think they have any issue uh, in a. This would be this would be the NFC title game. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that would be they would it have would be, seen the, it pan- would be, the Panthers three yep, times, right? And then the now Falcons the Falcons three, three times. times. It'll be at New Orleans too if they play that game. So mm-hmm. which is which is good. So I think we're what we're saying here is that Atlanta will lose to New Orleans. New Orleans will go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, which is what we said last week, just in a slightly different way. We said against the Rams. Um, True. So Tennessee, New England. Obviously, we're, we're taking New England. Mm-hmm. And Jacksonville, Pitt. I'm thinking Pitt, you know, you never know yeah. what happens, but I think Pitt. And then, like last week, we said uh, New England ends up playing Pittsburgh, and we think New England probably wins as much as we don't want that to happen. Yeah. And then we get the Super Bowl we talked about last week, New, uh, New Orleans, uh, New England. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Who do, you, who do you think out of that? So what are we, where are we going with Super Bowl winner? I mean, New Orleans could definitely score. Yeah, I mean, it'll be a game, that's for sure. They played the Patriots one time already this year, but that was before they knew what they had with Kamara. That's Mm -hmm. when uh, uh, Fuckface was there. Um, What's his name? Oh, Adrian Peterson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The the switch beater. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's that's when they still hadn't figured out what they had yet. Right. And it still took them a couple games once they figured that out to like really develop their game plan with these two. And since they figured it, figured it out with them, they each one of them has over 1,200 yards. Or is it twelve or 1,500? I think it's 1,500 because they combined for over 3,000 yards yeah. from scrimmage, just Kamara and Ingram. Right. That's bad shit crazy. Mm-hmm. So they can definitely run against the Patriots. They can for sure pass against the Patriots. Breeze won't be bothered by playing the Patriots. He's already won a Super Bowl. He's been to the playoffs. He could give a shit. He beat Peyton Manning. Yeah. So Tom Brady doesn't scare him. Um, defensively, they can maybe do enough to hold him so that it'll be close. Uh, but I don't know. I would still say New England wins just because yeah, they're New England. I, mean, I don't think uh, I like New England's defense as much as I usually do. Um, I mean, last year they ended up as the number one defense, but that was after um, shutting down the Falcons uh, in the Super Bowl. And I think that the Saints, I think it shouldn't be too difficult to have a good offense in New England. Um, it's just about what Brady can do in, re- in response. And that's... Um, I think where the toss-up is for sure. Yeah, but. It, it'll be one of those things where everyone's betting the over. Everyone thinks it's a high-scoring game. It'll be like ten to seven at halftime, right? And it'll end up being like twenty-eight, twenty-seven, or something. Like it, I, I can almost guarantee you that's how that'll go. Mm-hmm. But it, it'll. I'm I'm positive it would be a good Super Bowl. There would not be a blowout either way. It would probably come down to who had the ball last. Mm-hmm. So I I think that would be. Realistically, that's probably what we want for our Super Bowl. That'll probably be the best Super Bowl. Yeah, you want to stay in the game for 
as much as as long as possible because right. you know when, if it's a blowout then you know what's the point of really watching anymore yeah yeah your average personal your average personal turn it off right so but But yeah that's what we think we'll see how wrong we are starting next week yep yep Uh, or actually no the week after right yeah yeah well we'll get into that a little a little bit later but let's do uh johnny the greek here yeah, so I kind of touched on this earlier, but uh, I'm thinking there are two options here for you this week. There are two obvious options. One is Atlanta uh, minus three at Philly. Um, you could do that, but it's a little risky. Uh, I'm If they were me, I would take uh, the Saints getting four and a half at Minnesota. Um, that There's just... It, a, I don't think they lose that game, so giving them an extra four and a half is just bonus um b if they do lose that game i feel like it'll be a last second field goal type affair um there's no way they're getting blown out by minnesota there's yeah. no earthly way uh so i feel like that's that's just uh, a, definitely gi- a gift knock on some wood on after saying that yeah yeah because uh that's that's a gift from the betting gods i yeah. feel like um you know which means i'll probably be completely wrong but but just looking at it on paper it makes complete sense uh so i would go saints plus four and a half at minnesota all righty well, uh, we will be back after the conference championships. Uh, I'm going on vacation this coming week, so that puts our next podcast uh, two weeks away. And so we'll we'll have everything leading up to the Super Bowl uh, to talk about. We'll have our bracket filled in pretty much. Uh, maybe next week, if there's any major upsets, we'll send a tweet out there just to say, hey, this is uh, how we change our yeah, this is this is kind of the beginning of our not so much our off season, but it's like without fantasy, there's it's you know, kind of an in between yeah, period right, right now because you know the playoffs are going on, people are kind of playing fantasy, but yeah, but there there are no not. no legit there's no IDP type stuff going on. Fanduel hasn't gotten that far yet. Yeah, and we want to uh, really get into. Um, the off-season stuff after Super Bowl. Yeah, and we'll, we'll have a ton of good information for you guys. Well, what we're what our aim is to is to try and get you to understand our thought process with a mm-hmm. lot of this stuff, so that you don't need to run to Twitter at twelve thirty, you know, on, yeah. on a Sunday and go, oh God, what do I start here? Like yeah. it, it'll just make sense to you, and you'll know who to put in for what reasons, and you know that'll help with your draft too. So we're gonna try and get as much good info to you as possible, you know, once the Super Bowl's over. Yeah, that, and uh, we're lining up um, guests to come on. We're going to go through each uh, team individually in the off season, talk about um, you know what they're doing in free agency, what they're doing in the draft, uh, how that might affect you know the guys on the defense, um, and to try and figure out you know the um, the rookie situations, all that kind of stuff. Right to g- to give you a heads up, kind of on. Uh, maybe some sleepers for next year yeah, too. Exactly, and we're we're gonna try. We're gonna talk to people that cover each of those teams. So right, right, right. It's uh, someone that is tuned in uh, as uh, as much as possible um, that we can get on the show. So uh, definitely keep a keep an ear out for that. Is uh, coming. Trying to set up one for just after the Super Bowl and just kind of go division by division. Um, hopefully, talk uh, some some San Francisco 49ers and some Jimmy G. Yeah, now that I right. recognize him as Jimmy G and uh, yeah. as Jimmy Graham. Right, right, right. Well, that's that's the first guy we're aiming for. But yeah. um, but you know we're gonna ask we're gonna ask the obvious questions and the not so obvious questions like Buda Baker. Big question yeah. going into next year, right? When we get the Arizona guy on the line, we're gonna yeah. figure out what the hell's going on with Buda Baker, so you know 
you know, if you want to draft him or not next year. We're, we're going to look at stuff like that for you. Yeah, definitely. And uh, definitely contact us and let us know if there's any um, questions you have that you you want uh, covered in the off season, um, or, you know, we'll announce the, the guests we have on and, and maybe take some questions from, yeah. from you guys out there. So make sure you're following us on Twitter. Um, I'm at Nate Cheat. John here is at OrangeMan3142. Uh, Sean is at Lanny1925. The show is at IDP Guys. And on Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash IDP Guys. Um, find us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And with that, um, looking forward to looking forward to the games. Uh, I think I'm going to be in, in Boston Logan for uh, at least the Saturday games until I get into Detroit and be traveling. But uh, it'll be it'll be good, and I look forward to coming back and, and talking to you. To you fine people. Yeah, to you fine people uh, when we're looking at uh, looking at the Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs>